Welcome back into the Elite Two Podcast. I am Jake Morocco, joined as always by my co-host with the co-host. It's Steve Scott. What's good, Steve? What is good? How are you doing tonight? Ooh, I'm good, Steve. We'll get into it a little bit. Even though it's not Gen 7 related, the uh, Sword Shield expansion drops when this comes out Tuesday, so it'll come out tomorrow. I'm very excited for that. But we are joined by a, uh, a, a now recurring guest on the podcast, our first recurring guest on this podcast. He joined us for Generation 5, which was black and white. He's back for Sun and Moon. It is Chris Scheim of WEEI and of Twitch fame. Chris, how you doing? Uh, hey, hi, howdy. How we doing, folks? Oh, we're we're good. We're good. I'm ready to get in some Gen 7 Cooking action. Gas? Let's go. Yeah, took a little gas. Very my dad used My dad used to say when uh, when the guy used to come on NBC10 when he was cooking, my dad used to go, now you're cooking like an ass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, we are uh, we are we are definitely cooking with gas now on uh, on this podcast here. We go, uh, we got Shine back. We're doing a little Gen Seven talk. That is, of course, Pokemon Sun and Moon. We will touch here and there on Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, even though there are a good amount of differences. But we'll be sticking mostly to Sun and Moon just for you know consistency's sake. We didn't really dive too much into uh, Black Two and White Two, so you know we'll we'll just keep it strictly on on Gen Seven. But as we start with every episode, fellas. What are some of the first memories that come to mind when you think of Sun and Moon? Because this came out, I think it was 2017. Is that right? Or was it 2016? Yeah. I think it was uh, maybe 2016. Why is the date not in front of me? 2016. 3DS go. Worldwide in 2016. Sweet Lord. Four years ago, if you can believe that, this game came out. And uh, I remember this. I, I got this, I think, for my birthday. I think Emily got Moon for me. or I think, actually, maybe she got Sun. But I played this game through and I really didn't read too much about it because I wanted to like actually kind of anticipate the surprises and stuff like that and whatever came along and I I love this game I'll be upfront with it I really I love this game so I want to hear some of your uh, your memories of it yeah, go ahead Shime. this this game is one of my personal favorites I, I remember being super hyped for it just because uh like as soon as they announced the idea of Alolan forms like in one of the trailers I lost I like lost my pants I'm like this is going to be tremendous they're bringing me they're giving me this nostalgia of the old games with like as good of 3DS dra- graphics as they literally possibly could give you like and it was the last kind of the last hurrah before they moved to a switch and uh I I, I was so stoked and excited for these games. I knew there wasn't going to be the normal gyms and like it was all this new stuff and a new region and I was just I was so excited and uh, so playing this game for me was a blast. I loved this game. I'm with you, dude. I was so excited. I remember I remember when they were teasing on Twitter what the new name was going to be mm-hmm. and it was like and I hadn't played I didn't play Pokemon X when it came out and I I was waiting for a while. Um, to get back into the Pokemon world there during that time. And when, uh, when I saw sun and moon, I was like, Oh man, that that's going to be cool. And then they showed like no gyms. Like, oh, how are they going to do that? And then they had the original variants. That was, I was ready when they came out, man. So this, this was a good one. Yeah. X and Y was such a letdown. Like it yeah. was just like, they, if it felt like there was so much left on a bone there that I was just so excited to jump into a new, uh, like a new region. See, I personally like X and Y more so because those were the games that got me back into Pokemon because, like I said, I'm black and white with Generation 5. That kind of, like, that was really when I was not, like, in that phase of, like, feeling nostalgic about it, but I also wasn't, like, into the new gen games yet. It was an awkward period of Pokemon games. I guess X and Y, you're right. There is a lot left on the bone there, but I really feel like it kind of rejuvenated the franchise a little bit. Sun and Moon definitely took the baton and made it even better. 
Like, but, it was the only game that didn't get its own sequel, you know what I mean? Instead of true. making a sequel to it, yeah. they made Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, yeah. which was everything I would have wanted in X and Y and mm -hmm. more. Uh, and so then, like, this game, jumping into a new region was just, I was so excited. Yeah, and as, you, as Steve touched on there, really... You guys mentioned two of the three big things about this generation, and we'll dive into it a little bit more when we do the kind of the breakdown of it. But the gyms are now trials. The uh, there's a Lowland variant, so there are other there are Pokemon you're used to, but they look different, which is like a no-brainer, honestly, because that's how the world works. But and then the third thing, which we'll get into later, there are no more hidden machines anymore. You don't have to worry about an HM mule. You don't have to the worry about the best thing they've ever done. An incredible innovation. Now you have ride Pokemon, which we'll we'll get to later. But it's uh, which is funny because really only ride a couple of them. But anyway, um, we'll, we'll we'll dive into the starters. Shime, you and I touched on it a little bit, and I mentioned Steve's uh partiality to, to one of these. But uh, so the starters in this generation are Rowlet, which is the grass type. The Owl Litten, which is a, a little kitten. That's a fire type. And Poplio, which is a seal, that is a water type. So they evolve into Decidueye, which is a grass ghost type. Incineroar, which is a fire and dark type. And Primarina, or Primarina rather, which is a fairy water type. So personally, as we touched on before, when I first played this game, as I do with every game, I started with uh, Poplio, I started with the water starter, not knowing it evolved into a water fairy dual type. I like Primarina a lot, but as Shime and I discussed off air a little bit, Steve, Decidueye is in the running for the best Grass-type starter in the entire game. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I, I love Decidueye. I, lo I love the way that he looks, man. That is the coolest-looking owl. I love it. But I know love you it. love I another one better, Steve, don't you? Oh, I'm a big fan of, you know, your boy, Incineroar. I had to go with Litten. So good. I, you know, I, I spoiled it for myself. I, I did not look into this game at all prior to it coming out, like, other than like knowing what the starters were. But then I, I wanted to see what the final evolutions were before I before I uh, chose. I saw Incineroar. I was like, yo, I have to have it. So I went with Litten and loved it. I These starters are, they're without question, the floor like of any of these starters is the highest floor out of any generation there is. Like the consistency of all three of these starters is tremendous. It's so good. They're all so good. Unique typings, grass ghost, fire dark, water fire, water fairy was awesome type ideas. I think the ideas behind the Pokemon were great. Like the Robin Hood, the wrestler, the like the fairy princess. The, I think it's, dude, they, they come together so well, and I love all of these starters. The Robin Hood. That's a good, that's a good, uh, right? Assessment of Did you, yeah. It's, it's, like Robin Hood. it's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, and like I said to uh, Shime off air, I'm sure a, a lot of wrestling fans are into Incineroar because he, he looks, he pretty much is like a wrestler. Yeah. And all three of them have really cool signature moves. Uh, I love Spirit Shackle, which is Decidueye. Uh, I believe Sparkling Aria, is that? Yep. Primarina. Yeah. And then uh, Darkest Lariat, which is a great move. Uh, That's yeah, Which is Incineroar. But uh, I think my, I still think my, per even though I started with Primarina, I think Decidueye is probably my personal preference. I have like four of them in my, uh, over on my Switch with Sword and Shield, I because I've just raised them again and again to get all the Ultra Beasts and put them in my box and trade them for other stuff. But I I think, I mean, again, this is no offense to Incineroar, but I think Incineroar is third on my list. But like Shine said, the floor is, it's incredibly high for these Pokemon. Yeah. It's, it's, I think I'm with Steve. I think Incineroar is number one for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Primarina is the bottom for me. But I, like, again, it's, she's, it's such a good Pokemon. So for me, I would probably go Incineroar, Decidueye, Primarina. I think I would go Incineroar, obviously. Then I think I'd go to Sidueye, 
than Primarina too. I Primarina is, I mean, I like I like uh, Poplio mm. to start with, but I I'm not a fan of how he turns. I mean, I I I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the Water Fairy. I don't know what my problem is. I don't know. Just it's not as bad at like I think about I think about the classics. You know, you think about like the badasses like Blastoise, or I'm thinking about Blastoise right now. And I'm For like you alligator. know. <laughs> for alligator, right? Swampert. It's like, it's well, it was weird because it was like the first time they made a definitive effort to make it a more feminine appearance in the True. final evolution, right? Yeah, they did. So, and I think that I think that was new for a lot of people. It's very much outside the norm. They made it clear and upfront, like like Brion is like wearing a dress, like Primarina is supposed to be feminine and stuff like that. And, and so, I think it was just like it caught a lot of people off guard, but at the same time, like it ended up working. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, Primarina, as I wrote down here, and I'm sure you're familiar to Shine, Primarina has the highest base special attack and special defense of all fully evolved starters. She so is, in competitive Pokemon, she is easily uh, the second best one here. Incineroar is just so good because it gets its hidden ability is the ability Intimidate, which is just so strong, and he's just awesome. It, it just across the board, the typing is so strong. Uh, just everything about him is just tremendous. So, um, But Primarina is awesome having that high special attacks that you're just clicking moon blast or you're kick, clicking hydro pump or you know uh ice beam or energy but it even gets grass type coverage which is insane for mm -hmm. a water type pokemon so uh primarina is without question probably the best offensive threat of the three and then i Yo. saw incineroar sorry steve not to just a quick note incineroar yeah, no i saw loses base speed as it evolves yeah so one of the one of the interesting things is Torcat is base 90 speed uh, and then actually loses 30 points of speed. Damn. But those but those stats kind of get distributed around because like its attack jumps from 85 to 115, and it gets a 30 point boost in HP as well, and a huge boost in defense and spit F. Uh, so I mean overall, it's uh, yeah you lose out on some speed, but at the same time you're gaining a lot of bulk and strength. Yeah, he's bulking up. He's he's on the roids. He's going like Parker exactly. wire mode. Yeah, he's, he's 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 doing the Barry Sanders. He's going from stealing forty bases a year to hitting seventy home runs. Hey, there we you go. We also saw that clip of Sammy Sosa in the minors last night. He was whipping <laughs> around those bases. He was. Exactly. Dude, he could steal. He could he steal was, some bases. He was flying around those bases. And then, yo, uh, yeah. Hey, I just want to say fun fact for you because I was looking at uh, Primarina here on Bulbapedia. The gender ratio might blow your mind. Eighty-seven point five percent male. Really. 12 12.5% female. So actually, I'm pretty sure that's the same with just about every starter. Like yeah. every starter is primarily like 85 plus percent male. You're right. You're right. It's the same for Incineroar. It's, it's yeah, it's it's like a starters thing where it's just very, very difficult to get female starters. I always thought oh. that I always thought your starter depended on what gender you chose in the game. Me too. That's what I always thought. Yeah, no, it's just more often than not, I mean, the vast majority of the time it's just a male one. You're almost actually it's like you actually be it's actually special to get like a female starter. No shit. I, ne I yeah. never knew. Shime is always bringing the facts. He's always bringing the facts. Hey, that's cool. Of them. I got a million. He's like the Thor. He's the god of thunder facts. He just brings them down, <laughs> strikes us with them. Uh, I so wish I was that handsome. <laughs> oh, come on now. Come on now. You so are the HD camera. Woo! Oof, thank so you. we got to talk about gym. Nope. Uh, trial captains, that rather, not gym leaders. Um,. So there are only seven in this game. There's not eight. And as we said, they're not gym leaders. They are pretty much just Pokemon. There are trial captains that you battle either in different times or at different periods. But the trials that you use to get the Z crystals that amplify your Pokemon's powers and give them a different move. Anyway, so the first one 
is uh, either Gumshoes, which is in Sun, or Radicate, which is in Moon. That is uh, Normalium Z, so you get the one that corresponds with their type, usually. I mean, Radicate is a dark type as well, so whatever. Uh, then you have Wat- Water- Wat- Waterium Z, that is the uh, Wishy. <laughs> there you go. That's Wishy Washy, which is uh, a really interesting Pokemon. I, I will say that. Um, Definitely. Kind of a bitch to beat. At first, uh, you just got to get HP down and then get it back to being a little fish, and you're okay. Uh, Salazzle, which is the uh, Fire MZ on Akala Island. There's two on Akala Island, and that's one of them. Lorantis, which might be my favorite one of the trials, even though it was the toughest one to get through because I started with Primarina, uh, which is Grassy MZ. Electrium Z is Vicavolt, which is also very tough if you start with a water starter. Mimikyu, probably one of my favorites of this generation. That's Ghosty MZ. And then Dragonium Z is Como O, which of course you got to introduce Dragon type in every generation, so that's your one. But um, out of those seven, which one gave you the most fits? Which one do you think was the easiest? Which one do you think kind of could have been something else? But what what are your general overviews of those trials? Go for it, Shine. Uh, I think the most difficult one for me was probably uh, the Lorantis one, just because. Like, so I also started with uh, Poplio, and so having that water type right off the bat, there's not a ton of fire type Pokemon early in the game for you to catch mm-hmm. in this generation. Um, and so when you go into battle Lorantis, it has uh, a power herb, so it can use its like signature like solar blade move thing, which is basically solar beam, but a physical version of it. Right. And it's like 140 pace ba- base power grass type attack that just murders any water type that's in front of it. Right. So you either have to be super over leveled or have a strong flying type. And I didn't personally care for two cannon. Uh, so I didn't necessarily have a flying type right off the rip. So I think that one for sure gave me the most problems. Yes, our uh, our our resident flying type expert, uh, Steve Scott. Uh, I gotta say, Steve, I might I think I agree with Shime on this one. I'm not big on two cannon. Yeah, I wasn't, but I, you know the deal, man. I always I, I rock two cannon. <laughs> Take for them, Steve. We know, we know you love the uh, the, the, the flying types do. that they introduce. We I know. like Trumbeak actually. Fun fact, I I enjoyed the Trumbeak era. Like it's like kind of like the Pidgeotto. Like Pidgeotto, right. sometimes people think he's cooler than Pidgeot. Like right. Trumbeak yeah, Trumbeak should have evolved into something better than it was. I agree. Yeah. I think deserve better. I think they just got a cool name and then couldn't think of anything better for a design. Yeah. yeah. And then that's what we got. But I will say, Steve, not to not to uh not to look at it too much, but I think they redeemed themselves in generation eight. That's just my opinion. Oh, in terms oh. of uh Corviknight. But Corviknight's the sickest oh, man. Badass, so man. It's seeing that thing flying around the valley, it scared the shit out of me. Well, anyway, it's huge, yo. Uh I think I think I agree with Shine Lorantis. Also, Vicavolt gave me a lot of trouble. Um, again, that's because I started out with a water type, and Vicavolt is a, a very tough Pokemon to beat, also when it's in um, Dynamax form as well in Sword and Shield, but it's uh, it's tough. It's tough Pokemon to get through. I would say I didn't really struggle with the first one. Wishy-Washy was a little tough. Salazzle, if you have a water type, you'll be fine. Um, Mimikyu was tough just because of that of its ability, and then como like I said, I had a water and a fairy type, so I mean, dragons can't do anything to fairy types, so yeah. it, it wasn't that bad at that point, but... I would say Lorantis and Vicavolt were probably my, my two biggest struggles. Yeah, I, I I'm looking back and I'm and it's been a while since I played this game. Obviously, mm. I remember having trouble with Sandalit to uh, Salazzle there. I think that was a little bit tough, and it must have been because I had um, your boy freaking uh, Litten to so, yeah, you know, yeah, Terracat, like yeah. So yeah, that's I remember, I remember having a I remember a lot of wishy washies too. I remember like. Yo. doing that one like there was tons of wishy-washies they kept like right. like calling another one in 
Yeah. Oh my god. We'll get to that. That was we'll... the most frustrating thing. Yeah. Is they we... just kept calling Pokemon in. Oh man. Like, like, what are we doing? Dude, trying we... to catch one too. It's like, Trust on, me. Man. We will. We will touch on that because that is mm. one of the most frustrating things about this game. But oh. also, you have the actual trial captains, and uh, those are Ilima. That's normal type. How how I'm not even gonna try to pronounce it. Uh, that a young goose and a smeargle, or a gumshoes and a smeargle. Uh, Lana... Well, Haoli City. What was it? Haoli City. Haoli City. Okay, that makes sense. I guess it's actually not that hard. Uh, Lana, that's Coney Coney City. That's an easy one. Water type, a Chinchu, a Shelder, and a Raquinid. We'll get to a Raquinid later because I, I hate that thing. Um, Kiawe, Paniola Town, that's fire type. Growlithe, Fletchinder, and Marowak. Mallow is Coney Coney City, that's grass type, Phantom, Shinotic, and Steeny. Sophocles, who you don't battle until the Pokemon League, actually. Has, he's an electric type, so we'll, we'll get to him in a, in a few minutes. Uh, also, Acerola, she's ghost type, you don't mm-hmm. battle her till the Pokemon League. And then Mina, you actually don't battle till the Ultra Beast storyline, and she's fairy type. She has a Klefki, a Gramble, a Shinotic, Wigglytuff, and a Ribombi, which is a fun name to say, but a kind of useless Pokemon. But, um... Uh, I remember Sophocles standing out for maybe just because he's electric type and I had a water type and it was very tough and he has an electivire which is pretty badass. Yeah, Sophocles is uh, very unique. He like whines all the time, which is yeah. just aggravating. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I I did I actually really liked Kiawe, and I kind of wish you battled him again later because I think that would have been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but without question, I think my favorite is Hastarola. I think she's like. Like just, I think the ghost type leader in general, like whether it's a leader or uh, elite four member, is just always awesome. And I'll say there are some great ghost type Pokemon in this game as well. Yeah, for sure. They introduced some really cool ones. Like uh, I think no one of them actually isn't in my my party just because I think I chose Decidueye to go with my actual ultimate lineup. But I love Delmize. I don't know if it's an anchor thing just because we're from Rhode Island, but I love Delmize. <laughs> yeah. And Palisand, like even though it's a really simple design, I really like Palisand. I think it's cool. And the fact I think the idea of Palisand was better than the execution. That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. But I do like its moveset, which is yeah. good enough for me to at least. Yeah, is pretty tough. Yeah, for a, he's, he's a ugly. Yeah. He's thick. Delmize is great though. I do love Delmize, even though it's even if you can take it down fairly easily. But um, Steve, do any of these people stand out to you? Yeah, I remember Sophocles giving me some trouble, and mm. and uh, yeah, the Electivire. Gotta appreciate the Electivire. You got, yeah. I'll tell you what, Steve. You gotta appreciate that Electivire. Fire. Lead two. We gotta talk about the Elite Four and the Champion. And like uh, in previous generations, that was introduced. I think it was Gen Five was the first one you could battle them in order, right? Or you can in any order you want. Was the Elite Four? I think we touched upon that in Gen Five. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So uh, you can battle these in any order you'd like. Uh, and Moisophocles, we will get to him in a second because that's a bit of a unique setup. So the four are Hala, uh, Fighting Type, Hariyama, Primate, Beware, Polyrath, and one of the fun names to say, Crabominable. Uh, <laughs> then you have Olivia, who is Rock Type. She has a Relicant, a Carbink, a Golem, a Probopass, or Golem rather, a Probopass, and a Lycanroc. Acerola, like Shime said, she's in the Elite Four. Sableye, Driftblim, Delmice, Frostlass, and Palisand, and Kahili is Flying Type. Sporting a Car- Skarmory, Crobat, Oricario, Mandibuzz, and Two Cannon. So, this really is where having a water type plays to your advantage. Water fi- uh, fairy type, rather. Because the fairy's good against fighting, the water's good against rock. If you know an ice move, you're good against flying. And you can pretty much work your way around the ghost type. So, this is really where that Prime Arena pick pays dividends. 
For yeah, me. and so the the funny thing too is it's so weird because out of the Elite Four, so Ha is a uh, trial captain. Olivia, also a trial captain. Ace Rola, a trial captain. And then Kahili is just this random chick who is mentioned on an island because she's a golf prodigy and becomes an elite format. That's right. I remember, just completely I remember the golf randomly. Club. That's right. Just out of nowhere. Like, there's no backstory. It's just her. Like, they talk about, I think it's like the, the hotel, the giant hotel, like by the beach. Mm-hmm. They talk about Kahili because she's like a golf prodigy. And that's the only time she's mentioned until you get to the elite four. Well. Uh, she also, uh, maybe, maybe she's not mentioned for a reason because she's really not that tough. No, um, that's true. But I think, like I said, I don't think I really struggle with many of these. Probably Acerola just because until I got, until I came there with the, the Decidueye. And I mean, Decidueye is not hard to beat them with either because you have uh, Decidueye, like obviously fighting type can't hit Ghost. Rock, you can use your grass moves on it. Ghost on Ghost is a, a wash. Flying can be tough for you because of the advantage, but... This is one where you might see some difficulty if you're Incineroar because there's a flying type, a rock type. Well, I mean, the rock type, I guess, is kind of a wash. But fighting type on dark, that's tough. Flying on... Uh, I thought he, I'm sorry. I thought he was a fighting type for some reason. That really didn't... That, he just looks like a fighting type to me. He does. But um, he's good on ghost type, though. So it's, I mean, I feel like they all have their advantages here. But um, I, feel, I just feel like Incineroar might be the toughest one to go with. Yeah, from my memory, I think he was pretty tough to use, but uh, I don't really remember having any any really big time trouble. I will say that I don't remember this elite four being that difficult overall, though. No, <laughs> they right. seem pretty easy. You know, for an elite four, maybe they're not so elite then. Maybe they should. True. People. I mean, this is the very first variant of their elite four. Like when you get there, that's they true. just finished making it, so that's probably why they just grabbed whoever they could find. <laughs> they, just could get, they just grabbed true. anybody that was near the place. And just got yeah. them in there. Right, like, oh, exactly. you want to be an Elite Four member? All right, welcome. And then uh, your champion, the coolest looking professor in the land, Professor Kukui, who uh, goes about shirtless with a lab coat on, which is an interesting Yeah, interesting and a luchador look. mask half the time. Yeah, an interesting look, but in, indeed. Uh, he has a Lycanroc. He has a Ninetales, which is obviously an Alolan variant. Braviary, Magnazone, Snorlax, and then whatever starter is opposite the starter that you go in with. So Incineroar, Primarina, or Decidueye. And the cool thing about this, which I think is another really nice added wrinkle, is you pretty much battle somebody different every time you're the champion. So you beat Kukui, yeah. and then you get to challenge either one of ten people when you get to be champion again. It's either Hao, Sophocles, Ryuki, Gladion, who's that weird-looking bastard, Molane, Plumeria, Hapu, Faba, Tristan, or Kukui again, trying to get his thrown back. I thought that was a cool wrinkle. Yeah, it was really unique the way, like, it's so many different trainers. And, like, some of them are type-specific, and then others aren't. Like, Gladion and Howe and Kakui, uh, like, have all kinds of different types. Or you face the electric guy or the dragon guy or, or, or the ground lady or the poison lady. And so, like, I think it was a really cool – and I love that you can sometimes battle Tristan, too, who's the uh, the youngster on Route 1 that's like, I'm going to break your kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> So well, I he's, was he's here that. to fulfill that promise. Yeah, exactly. He's here to fulfill it. He wants that. He wants that belt. Oh, he does. I, I think it's awesome because it makes sense. If you're the champion, yep. they sh- people should be coming to challenge your throne. It's exactly. I, mean, I get. I get why you couldn't do that a lot before, especially like earlier generations. <laughs> but it would make sense to do that rather than you know go and face Cynthia at the same time or go especially because you're again. technically, according to their lore, you're their first 
champion. That's right. So, like, it makes sense that people are coming to challenge you. That's right. Now, I didn't get to this point in my replay, but doesn't Kukui, uh, what, what's his reasoning again for challenging you? Is it just, like, I need to... I, I well, because he, like, went on a Pokemon journey across the globe. Right. Um, and, like, challenged the Indigo League and stuff like that. And so he was, like quote-unquote, regarded as one of the best trainers on Alola, and so that's kind of why he did it. Well, there you go. Professor Kukui. It's a good segue because he's the first part of our walkthrough section. Absolute legend. He might be my favorite yeah. professor. Yeah, he's very chill. Yeah. I, I like I like his whole vibe. He's got it going on. He was very welcoming to a Pokemon guy like me that was coming back post-no Pokemon X, you know? Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> a cool, cool guy. He's laid back. Just laid a back. nice just dude. Yeah, just chilling. He's not old. He's not weird. He's just a cool dude. Yeah. I'm yeah. here for it. And he is, is, I forget, is he related to Hal? Or am I, am no, I mixing? I don't think so. No, I'm just, I'm trans, I'm, I'm mixing up Sword and Shield with, no, uh, with, is with related the to Hal. Hala is Hal's grandfather. Okay, that's what it was. Because I, right. I mix up, because I mix up how, um, uh, the champion and, oh my god, what's the kid in Sword and Shield? The friend. Uh... Hop, hop, hop. Thank you. How Hop's brother is the uh, yes. the champion. Leon yeah, so is the champion. it's it's also Not cool Leon. to note too that Not Kikui me. is like the first professor that actually battles too. That's right. Like he has a legit team, and like it's the first time you ever actually battle the professor. Excuse me, Professor Sycamore had a great team of Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle. If we don't recall. Oh, okay, okay, that was like a mock battle. That wasn't even a real. Wow. One. I think he does Screw challenge you one more time though, doesn't he? I think he challenges you again like that in uh, maybe Kumarine, Kumarine City. Maybe. But yeah. With the, like the fully evolved is... forms of Charizard, Blastoise, right. and Venusaur. But this is the first legit time. That yeah, this the... is like the first yeah. legitimate time that yeah. it, he, he's not just using the starters. Like he has a legitimate team of Pokemon that's his own. Yeah, we've come a long way from Professor Birch running around screaming that he can't get away from a Zigzagoon. <laughs> to a guy that's telling Rockruff to hit him. Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. He's the, I love Kukui. He's the man. So uh, in this generation, a little over 80 Pokemon introduced. Uh, as I said to Shime off air, and we disagreed a little bit, I'm not really overly impressed with the entire crew that they brought in. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some good ones. Don't get me wrong. The ones they introduced that are great, they're great. But I'm not overwhelmed by it. So we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit later with our teams. Uh, all right, let's, let's, let's park on this curve for a second. The Pokemon summoning help. Bullshit. Mm. Really hate it. It's obnoxious because you'll get so close to catching a Pokemon and then it'll do its stupid little whistle bullshit and then you'll be leagues behind where you already were. I hate it. I hated that part of the game. It was so annoying. It was more so a newsome than anything else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That plus, even if they call in the second Pokemon, then, all right, so you knock off the first one and now you can catch the second one. That second one could still call in another one. It was like, yo, yeah. when's this going to end? This nightmare yeah. won't end. I want to catch one of these guys. That's it. And, I'm really, and like, yeah. there's one Pokemon in particular that you can only catch yeah. because a Corsola calls it. Oh, yeah? What is it? Uh, that'd be Marini or Toxapex. Is that really uh, the case for that one? The only way you can catch that is if you're battling Corsolas and Corsola calls it to help. Because, like, the lore behind it is that Marini actually eat Corsola. Fun fact. Oh, right. right. Um, and so, like, the only way to get it is if you fish for Corsola and then Corsola calls for help and Marini comes. Well, you better have that Whoa. false swipe ready to go. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. That's, Damn. That's just insane, dude. That's Frustrating. So unnecessary. It's just ridiculous. I, like, like I hated St- it. Like Steve said, it's not like you do it once. It's like, all right, well, it can't call for help again. The other one can call for help again. Yep. And then you're in the and- same endless cycle. And like you said, Sean, like, there's uh, at least with the, you know Marini, you have to do it in order to catch that Pokemon, which is like... And you, 
Pokemon Company knew they fucked up too because like spoiler alert, it doesn't happen again in any other game other than Sun Moon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You yeah. So. I, I was considering as a side episode for this, like one generation wonders, like the creeping in the grass of of um Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. I love that. Which right. I will say I, I loved it and I didn't love it because it was cool, but at the same time, like I love to run through the grass, so then yeah. I'm stuck just like twiddling my thumbs and I'm like, Alright, well I was trying to run and now I can't catch this shroomish or whatever the fuck I'm trying to catch. But it's just Yeah. I don't know. It's it's alright, I guess. It's fine. It's fine enough. <laughs> It's fine. But, um, yeah. So, moving on. What else do I got on here? Let's uh, walk through list. Da, 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 da. So, you get a uh, Rotom Dex now. I believe this is the introduction of the Rotom Dex. Pretty cool. cool Pretty looking. cool idea. It's a cool idea. I like it. I like it. I'm I'm, I'm cool with it. it it's uh, it's fine. It's nice. Yep. It talks to you. You have a nice little friend. Exactly. Yeah, I kind of appreciate that. In my pocket. Another good friend, you know? You, you got the professor being cool to you, then you got a little... Rotom chilling, talking to you. It's pretty cool. It's yes, yeah, I like it. It's nice. I mean, I, I wasn't. I mean, I, I like, I like Rotom in general. It's a fine Pokemon. I like all the variants that Rotom has, the lawnmower and the fridge and all that shit. But uh, it's cool to have a nice little friend with you while you're traveling. You know, giving you some advice and it's true all that fun stuff. So Rotom, Rotom's good in my book. Um, the Pokedex is back to what you catch rather than what you see. Although it does track that, but the official Pokedex is what you catch, which, fine, whatever, I'm fine with that. Um, we get a cutscene before the game starts, which I believe is the first time that ever happened. Um, That's so, like, for the people that wanted to, like, soft reset for, like, shiny starters and stuff, that was such a pain in the ass. Oh, it's yeah. such a long walkthrough. Ugh. Oh, yeah, it's, it is tough. It is tough. Um, I did notice you pretty much wear a bathing suit the whole game. Because it's, yeah, yeah. You know, you're constantly by the water. You're yeah. in like Hawaii. Right. You're on an island chain. It's like Hawaii. So it's cool. It's nice. It's a Board nice shorts, touch. You know? It's a nice touch. Uh, but let's get to the thing we're all, you know, itching to talk about. The regional variants. This is the first time they did it. It's a genius idea. Like Shime has said, like Steve has said, like I have said, it's incredible. So we'll run through them. Uh, I just put together a little bit of a list here. So you have Rattata and Raticate. They add a dark type, and they really don't look all that much different, except they're entirely black now instead of entirely purple, white, brown combination. Uh, okay. It's fine. That's a fine one, I guess. Not yeah, I kind of just hate Raticate in general. Yeah, so me too. <laughs> Not the ugliest. But, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Whatever. Not a fan. Not a fan. What about you, Sean? <laughs> um, I mean... Yeah, that's about yeah, all I can say about it. It's meh. It's there. It exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Geodude Graveler Golem line. Now, this is cool stuff. Uh, it adds an electric type, and it's their looks are actually different other than the Rattata, Eradicate, just changing color. Golem has, like, a full-ass plug on its head, which is cool. <laughs> uh, and then Graveler and Geodude have all of the, you know, like, like these little hairs coming out of their head. But it's it's not too different, but it's definitely enough to distinguish them from the other types and it gives them a nice cool added element instead of dark type like whatever okay now you're even more immune to fighting type but and i mean now you're more susceptible to fighting type moves graveler golem and geodude that line adding electric type is a really nice touch i got a million of these son bitches in pokemon go by the way fun fact oh really oh yeah they're all over the place right now i don't know why oh yeah it's dope Hmm. no i mean I don't. Need, I mean, I do. I've always, I've always liked Golem. 
I've always loved that Pokemon. It was always had an allure to me just because it was one of those by trade Pokemons and I didn't have any friends growing up. So, well, <laughs> friends that played Pokemon and had a link cable growing up. So, Golem had that allure of the Machamp, Gengar, you know, so on and so forth that you could only get via trade. So, you know, it's it's cool. Or the, um, who's the fuck, um, the, the Porygon line, Porygon Z, Porygon Y, whatever the fuck they're called. Those are another ones. Like, I always liked those. And then once I had disposable income and bought more DSs for myself and traded with myself, I finally got them. But anyway, enough of my sad life. Moving on to Sandshrew and Sandslash. Uh, we discussed this a little bit off air. Shine, they become ice and steel type. And while yep. Sandshrew looks dope, Sandslash, kind of a letdown. Yeah, it's fine. Hey, Sandshrew looks cute and adorable. Sandslash looks like icicles and, and let's make this clear fun. let's make this clear if there are any sand shrews listening sand shrew has always been adorable but it looks even better mm. he's it. been mediocrely adorable this is way more adorable that's that's fair that's fair all right i gotta be honest with you guys i, I prefer the original sand slash obviously yeah i think i think this uh this variant here i think he looks kind of cool i'm looking at him right now i I'm, I'm into it he's not bad but i'll tell you who's better oh you know who's better the vulpix nine tails line oh Dude, so, especially Ninetales. Alolan Ninetales might be one of my favorite Pokemon of all time. So Vulpix becomes Ice, and Ninetales becomes Ice and Fairy type, which is just, I mean, come on. I mean, how, so how much more dope could it be? And it also looks incredible, like you said, Sean. It's faster, by the way, and it also gets access to uh, Snow Warning, which just brings the hail anytime. And it gets a brand new move, never before had before. It's called Aurora Veil which is like setting up light screen and reflect at the same effing time. It's tough to beat. It's busted. It's tough to beat. I got I, I, I got to say I do love that alone uh, nine tails and when you have the ice stone and you only get one in the game and you got to choose even though I think oh, they're, they're they are they are they are exclusive to the other games but if yeah. you have a sand true and a vulpix I mean the choice is obvious. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. going nine tails all day. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Fun I, fact, yeah. nine tails is only 3 foot 7. Wow. Yep, that's true. That I is mean, true. Now, if you add the tails out and the tails are stretched out, that's that's some wingspan right there. But uh, height wise, true. indeed. Uh, Raichu, as I said off air, Raichu is one of my favorites of the variants. It adds psychic type and it's like floating, which I love. <laughs> it like surfs on its tail, yeah. which is awesome. And I, I've always cool. I've always been a Raichu fan, but I really like Alolan Raichu. I think it's it's a For sure. fixture of one of my Battle Tower lineups. I love Alolan Raichu. I just love the typeset, the com- I mean the, the combination of types. I love how it looks, like you said, surfing on its own tail. It's pretty dope. Um, the Diglett Doug Trio line it adds Steel type and some sweet locks. It's yeah, this fun. is a shocker, especially Doug Trio here, man. They got the uh, <laughs> they got the blonde hair, looking like. That's that. No, that's Thor. That's, that's the Thor hair. Yeah, Which right. That's some Thor hair. I think I think Shime is right. Overall, it's fine. It's I mean, fine. I'm not like so super thrilled about it. It's like okay, cool. It adds steel type because of its hair. Right. Uh, all right. Like cool. I guess that's fine. I also do love. We're not going to go into their their Pokedex entries, but it is explained why all of them have these different types. Yes. Like I think Golem is like it like lives in like some electronically charged area or something like that, and that's why it's like that's electric type and. Diglett Dog Trio, like you said, the hair, Steve, or uh, Shime. I think it was Shime who said the hair. Like, that's the reason why. So, it's cool. Yep. I like that they gave those added wrinkles. But, um, like, it's, like sometimes it's... And Dog Trio is one of those Pokemon. I love Dog Trio, but it's not a very effective Pokemon to use. It's no. kind of a weakling. Um, it's a one-trick pony. 
It is. It is. It's got some speed, but at the same time, you hit it with a, like you touch it with a drop of water, and the thing faints almost immediately. Oh yeah. So yep. it, it's it's fine. But um, so then we have the Meowth Persian line, the Dark type. I think this might be my least favorite line in the entire in the, in the of the variants of this generation. Yeah, Not it's just it's useless. I, I I don't care for it. It's whatever. Watermelon head Persian. Right. Like if Persian went to hell, it's like you got stung by a bee or something. Like Persian know, right? looked really cool. It's a that's a good one, Steve. It looks like I got stung by a bee. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just swollen. Yeah, it looks like it went Look. stung by a bee and went straight to hell. But it's, it's, a, it's true. Like it's, ori- it's like a child drew. Like, like the original. Like there's so many other Gen One Pokemon. We really didn't explain it, but all these Pokemon are Gen One. All the original regional variants. But um, yeah. But <clears throat> there's so many other not cool looking Gen One Pokemon that you could have made look cool. Persian looks awesome already. And I agree. They realized that I when they did the Generation. <laughs> they realized that with Sword and Shield because they were like, we're not even gonna try to give it another Persian line. We're just gonna give it a whole different fucking Pokemon. Yep. So that was a good move, and we'll get to that when we get to Sword and Shield. But Meowth and Persian, I'm out. Yeah. But I will say, Terrible. what I'm very in on is Grimer and Muck's new line and their I new love, look. I love Muck. I've always, awesome. I've always loved Muck. Even going I, back to, like, I loved yeah. Muck back in Kanto, yeah. and now this like multicolor Muck, and like they explain it because he just eats the trash, mm-hmm. and so he's like poison dark now, and it's he's awesome. I love Muck. Like you said, Sean, I've loved Muck ever since Generation One, and mm-hmm. Muck, I think Muck is one of those Pokemon like up there with Whitney's Miltank that have given me nightmares because yep. it will hit you if you don't get rid of Muck in like two moves, it will take forever. Because it hits yeah. you with the minimize, and then it hits uh, you with the toxic, and then it hits oh, you with. And it has gluttony, so as soon as it gets down under fifty percent, it's eating that super berry that heals it up like all the way back to full, and it's like what the. It's fuck? a tough Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Muck's look, Muck looks like. Um, you, you guys ever have sherbet? Oh yeah. <laughs> it looks like a melted sherbet to me. I wouldn't yep. eat that sherbet. No. no, no, thank you. That looks like it would cause you some pain. Uh, Muck comes spelled backwards. <laughs> Drew, rainbow cup. Oh. <laughs> rainbow. No version. comment. Executor switches <laughs> switches from psychic type uh, to dragon type. It also is grass, but it goes primarily from uh, well, primarily still it's still grass, but it also goes from psychic to dragon type. The biggest uh, yeah. meme ever, and I love it. I'm so here for it. Yeah, I love Executor, oh. and I think the coolest the coolest thing about it is that it doesn't even fit on the whole screen. It's like Steve. Do you see? Do you see how big a Lolan Executor is? I'm, I'm looking at it right now. This is insane. Look, look at the neck on that some bitch. Yep. You don't even he fit the is, whole thing on the screen. He is the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar of Pokemon. For real. Mm. Six foot seven. He, oh yeah, he's he's big. Six seven. Yo, what's up with the tail? So is there like a a little head coming out of the tail too, or what's the deal? Was that a little piece nope. of fruit? Just it. I think it's just another coconut thing. If I'm not okay. mistaken, the alone execute don't look any different, right? No, it's just regular execute. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's the same thing with like coughing in Sword and Shield. It's like there's only Galarian wheezing. There's right. no Galarian coughing. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, and then the last one is Marowak, which switches from a ground type to a fire and ghost type. And like we said off Airshine, Marowak probably always should have been a ghost type. Yeah, and the fire ghost type, it just, if A, it fits in so well with the storyline, like with uh, the third trial and the spinning of like the 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 bone fire sword thingy, yeah. and baton. And I think he's really well designed. I really, really like. I actually like Alolan Marowak more than I like regular Marowak. Yeah, I agree with that. I, agree. I, mean, I, I do like Marowak, but I do think yeah. Alolan Marowak is, is definitely superior. So, uh, top marks on that, Shime. Uh, so, what what is your? I think Shime, you already kind of uh, 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 kind of showed your hand a little bit, but 
Who is your favorite Alolan variant? Without question, my favorite Alolan variant is Ninetales, and it's not even close. Like, this is, it's one of my favorite Pokemon of all time. Like, it's that awesome for me. And then I think second would probably be Muck for me. I just, I'm a big Muck guy, and I think the Alolan Muck is awesome. What about you, Steve? I'm thinking, I'm thinking Marowak. I think Marowak's my boy. I always liked Marowak back in the day. And yeah. I like Cubone a lot. But I think Marowak looks badass. I think my one, two, three is Muck, Ninetales, and Golem. Those are probably my three, my top three. I think I love, I love how they look, how they are. It's just such a, such a great design. So I give yeah. them credit on that. But um, Alolan variants, thumbs up. Another thing I put yeah. on here that I love, I love the battle royale in this game. The Meh. even yeah, though it was it's, fine, it's battle royal, whatever. But it's yeah. a battle royale. I like <laughs> it because it's it's. I love the every man for yourself part. Where it's just like you're just trying to beat the shit out of all these Pokemon so you can beat the shit out of one of them. And you just gotta hope that all three of them don't attack you. Yeah. You like you need so to, much RNG. Yeah, you need to strike a balance where like you're not so much stronger than them, but you need to not be a weakling. Like mm-hmm. it, it's it's such a delicate balance, but that's why I liked like what I liked about it and getting yeah. so angry at the NPCs that they're like <laughs> they're all attacking me for no reason. And I'm like, screw you guys. Whatever. I'm out of here. Ass. What was it? What was it called in the game where um, you could use the internet to like kind of say like what kind of Pokemon you wanted? And the GTS? Um, no, uh, no. Like if you like wanted to trade a Pokemon online, um, it, w- it wasn't like a mystery box. It was Wonder like, Box. Uh, what? Yeah, Wonder, oh, Wonder trading. Where you Wonder just trade a random Pokemon and you yeah. get something completely random back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did that a lot, and then I did I did the other thing where you could like say what you wanted. Like right. I put up like a. I put something up for sale or something, and I said like I wanted like a a Rowlet, and I got one. Yeah. Like I like checked my my DS like a day later, and I like I got one. I oh like, yeah, oh, I did. Go. I did a run through of that. So like every time I caught a Pokemon, I would just wonder trade it and get something back, and that would be the Pokemon I'd use. And so like I did it with every Pokemon, my starter, and every Pokemon I caught therefore after. No uh, way. But yeah, it was pretty nuts. That is that's crazy. That's awesome. Uh, so just touching quickly on Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, there were a lot of changes. I'm not gonna bother going through all of them. Probably the most notable one is that Ultra Space is a bunch of different environments now, and you find other Ultra Beasts there, and there's the Ultra Forest, which I believe is the one... I'm sorry, Ultra Space Wilds, which is where you can find, like, Kyogre, Latias, Swicune, a bunch of other legends. Yeah, so that's pretty Mewtwo. Dope. Mewtwo, yeah, so you, it's, that's pretty dope, I won't lie. That's that's probably worth the price of just buying the game itself, but... Yeah. Um. So that's that's really all I got for Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I actually have Ultra Moon sitting right across from me, so not a bad game. It's pretty fun. Um, what was your favorite out of the two? Uh, I think all, I only had Ultra Moon actually. Okay, me either. Me too. But I was me. also a Moon guy. I also, I mean, we'll get into Legends actually right now. But I was more of a Lunala than Solgaleo guy oh, anyway. I'm a Solgaleo guy till I die. That's fine. I, They're both great. I saw this thing when they announced the legendaries. I'm like, Solgaleo is my boy. I'm, I'm in. I'm not a big fan of Lunala. I just, I don't know, doesn't appeal to me. Uh, but I like lions, so I was in on Solgaleo. Yeah, I was in the. the What's the moon guy's name again? I'm sorry, I, I forgot. Yeah, that, that, I just I like the idea of the moon. I like the I like the dark, the dark stuff. I was like, you know what? Let's go. Let's so go to the moon. The legends, which is a great segue. The legends. Uh, I won't lie to you guys. I've been playing Pokemon my entire life, and until researching this episode, I did not know that Type Null and Sil Valley are legends. Had no idea. Oh, they are. Thought they were just Pokemon. That they you are. Got. But I guess it makes sense. Wait. What? 
They're not legends. That's what Bulbapedia told me, unless I'm... Bulbapedia's lying to you. Then they're lying. Good, because I didn't think they were legends. So Valiant type no are not legends. They're now we need to genetically go made Pokemon in laboratories. Hey, so with Mewtwo. Yeah, what's up with that? Now we now we need to go to... Whoa. Are, are they all brothers? Uh, if you use a more reliable site than Bulbapedia, fun fact. According is... to Telegraph, which is a UK company... <gasps> Yeah, Wikipedia legendary it says. Wow. So if you use this, this site is far more uh, reliable. Shout out to Cerebi.net, Joe Merrick. Uh, they <laughs> have literally everything you need to know about any Pokemon game ever. Uh, the, legend, the legendary Pokemon in Sun and Moon are Sogaleo Lunala, technically Cosmog, uh, the forms of Zygarde, the Tapus, and Necrozma, and that's it. Now, here's something for you. This is from uh, the GameSpot GameFAQs message board. Uh, apparently, Pokemon.com, I don't know, maybe this, I don't know if this link is still is dead or not, or if it's alive, I don't know what it is, but they're saying that the Pokemon company did confirm Silvalli as a legendary Pokemon. Uh, which blows my damn mind if it's true. Well, I'm going to end this link, and hopefully it doesn't give me a virus. Let's Let's hope. Pokemon news. I'm guaranteeing you this link might not still be up. Let's see. It is not. But let's. Uh, I. I let's see. Because I was doubting it too when I, I mean, saw it. But say, Type Null was a scientific attempt at recreating a legendary Pokemon. Okay. Okay. So it was almost, but it's not. Exactly. It was. It was their attempt to recreate a legendary Pokemon. Which was failed. According to this Hence. person on the message board, they said that game coding had Type Null as a sub-legendary. Pseudo-legendary. That I'll right. accept, because pseudo-legendaries are like your Dragonites, and your Garchomps, and your Tyranitars, and your uh, Salamences. I, yeah. You know what? You want to tell me Silvali is a pseudo-legendary? I'm here for it. It is no way a legendary or mythical Pokemon. Oh, it's not. I was never gonna say it was a mythical Pokemon. Those yeah. are different. Those are different planes entirely. But I, I think Slub Legendary is fine, just because they're they're so rare, and yep. they kind of have the same. I'm assuming Arceus was the one they were trying to recreate. Because yes, that's it is. What it is essentially, it's just memories it's, it's in terms that, of its base stats aren't good enough to be a legendary. That's that's fair. how you know. That's like fair. it's just it's not. But um, yeah, like you said, Chime, it is. It's pretty much a computer. Because it's Sil, I mean, Sil Valley is short for Silicon Valley, and Type Null oh, is, no it doesn't have a type. But it's uh, you give it a memory, whatever type that memory is, that is what its move. It's uh, what's what's the signature move it has? Uh, multi attack. Multi attack. That's the one that it takes the type of. So yep. I also think they look. I mean, it looks really cool, even though it's like this obviously failed Frankenstein science experiment. Oh, but, don't get me wrong. I both. I like both. Type Null and Silvali, but they're not legendaries. Yeah, and it's it's fine. I mean, I'll, I I think sub legendary. We will officially give them the elite two de designation of sub legendary. There you go. Done. Yeah. So, what do you guys say? What do you think is the best guardian deity? So you got Tapu Coco, Tapu Lele, Tapu Bulu, and Tapu Finny. Uh, my personal favorite is uh, Tapu Lele. Okay, that's the psychic uh, I, fairy type. Yes, the psychic one. Uh, unbelievably strong. Uh, 130 base special attack. Uh, like, it's so good that it's banned in a lot of Pokemon leagues. Interesting. Um, I personally it, love Tapu Lele. I think Tapu Lele is awesome. Psychic terrain, 
arguably also the best of the four terrains mm -hmm. um, because it makes it so that you cannot use any kind of priority type attacks, whether you're using Prankster or like uh, your mock punches, your bullet punches, your fake outs, any of that, unless you're off the ground. Um, so I would go with uh, Tapu Lele would be my choice. Quick quick side note, Shime, as somebody who plays competitively, what is the uh, what is kind of the, the rule set on legends in competitive Pokemon? So it depends. It changes constantly. So like the the sanctioned Pokemon competitive scene is called VG, the VGC community, the video gaming community, uh, and it's run in doubles format. And in some years, legends are allowed. So like 2016, um, you're allowed to carry two legends at all times. So like people, that was the Alpha Sapphire Omega Ruby year, mm. and so people had like Primal Groudon, Primal Kyogre, and Mega Rayquaza. Um, and then just recently, again, you were able to have two on your team, but they weren't, you couldn't have primals. So a lot of people were running like, uh, a lot of Xerneas, like Geomancy with like power herb and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but right now in, uh, VGC, I don't think any legendaries are allowed right now, uh, in like the sword and shield VGC currently. Mm. Um, I think it's just the Dynamax Pokemon. Uh, and then any Pokemon in the Galar decks, plus a few now because of Pokemon Home's release. Um, but no legendaries. That's the Shime Power Minute right there. Right that there was great. Uh, so, Steve, before I throw it to you, my favorite one is Tapu Fini. I'm, again, I'm a water-type guy. I also think he looks dope. So, uh, or they, because I don't think legends have, the, I don't think they have genders. But anyway, um, I'm a Tapu Fini fan. But, uh, Steve, do you have a favorite? Yeah, I like Tapu Coco. If I'm not mistaken... Was he, was he the first one you see? In the, yeah, like, he yes. rescues you when mm -hmm. uh, you're falling off the bridge. Yeah, yeah. He swoops down, he saves you. All right, yeah, that's yeah. I thought that was that was so cool. I didn't know that was coming, and then I saw that. I was like, oh, he's that is cool. I didn't. I didn't I, then I, then you find out there's more. Right, but, right. And I, 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 as somebody playing the game through for the first time, that was cool to find out that there are guardians of each island and you can yeah, catch right. them all. So it's pretty cool. Um, so you got this is the first, maybe not the. I'm trying to think in my head. Is this the first time that you have legends that evolve into other legends? Or yeah, okay, I that's think I so because like it's the first time Cosmog, Cosmium, or Cosmoem, whatever. I don't even fucking know. Which shine? Fun fact. It's so You might know this, but fun fact: Cosmoem is the heaviest Pokemon in the game. Is it really? It is. This is something I didn't know. Holy yeah. smokes! Two thousand two hundred and four pounds. Mm -hmm. Don't try picking that bastard up. Yo. What? Wait a ton. So weird. I know. I don't know what it, it literally weighs a ton, Steve. Yeah. It weighs Ooh. a ton. So I will. I won't lie. It blew my fucking mind when I found out that Cosmog evolves into both of these things. That thing's heavier than a Waylord. And a Snorlax. That is black. Uh, okay. So I um I hate to burst your bubble. God damn you, Shine. I don't think it is. In fact, no. So Celestela, the Ultra Beast, actually, uh, is the exact same weight as Cosmoem at. 2,204.4 pounds. Same exact weight? The exact same weight. That so right. you said Cosmo M was how how heavy? Uh, 2,204.4 pounds. All right, hold on. Keep that number in front of you. We, we discussed this the last episode, too. And I... Okay, hold on. One second. You'll see where this is going. Just a moment. So you said one, one more time on that weight for me. 2,204.4 pounds. Okay, because it's it weighs about 150 pounds or less, but Mega Metagross is 2,078.4 2, 
2078.7. Yes, 2078.7. And uh, fun fact, Primal Groudon, or regular Groudon, either way, is uh, 2000... Oh, wait. So, okay. So, Primal Groudon is 2,204. So, it's 0.4 pounds less. But regular Groudon is only 2,094.4 pounds. Hmm. Interesting. And then Mudsdale, the only non-legendary or non-mega Pokemon that's on this list right here. Mudsdale comes in at number six. That's actually kind of shocking. I'm not gonna, I, I would not have thought Mudsdale was heavier than yeah, Snorlax. No. It is literally the only non-Ultra Beast. It's like the only like regular Pokemon on this list. Well, there you go. Everything else is an Ultra Shock. Beast, a Legend, or um, a meta, Mega Evolution. So, as we said, Cosmog evolves into Cosmo M, which evolves into either Solgaleo, which is a Psychic Steel type, or Lunala, which is a Psychic Ghost type. Uh, Solgaleo is the uh, mascot of Pokemon Sun. Obviously, in Lunala is the Pokemon, ma- Pokemon Moon mascot. They are two-thirds of the light trio along with Necrozma, which I'm just going to go out and say this right now. Necrozma looks like a Digimon. Dude, Necrozma is so badass. He is badass, but he doesn't. He, he looks so like a Digimon. <laughs> in the Digimon movie, he looks like the bad guy in the Digimon movie, but I can't remember what the name oh, of that thing was. Um, um, oh, wow. Malomyotismon, like, that one? The one that was like Mal- the virus in the computer? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, I don't so know. it kind of looks like that, but I will say Necrozma is a badass. They compose Necrozma's the light trio. Dope. Yep, it Big does. Necrozma guy here, and Big it has Necrozma three fish. forms: it has the Dusk Mane, Dawn Wings, and Ultra Form, which is you know it's pretty badass. Pretty badass. Yes. Um. So you guys both said your Solgaleo types. I'm a Lunala type. I think Lunala looks looks badass too. I love. I don't know. I just love the design on Lunala. The Moon Wings are are really cool to me. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm a Lunala guy too. Oh, I thought you said Solgaleo. No, no, I'm just I'm going just Lunala. me. Oh, I'm just on an you. island on this one. That's okay. I mean, it's a it's a it's a Sorry, fucking Sean. enormous galaxy lion. I don't know what else. I can ride this thing till kingdom come. That's right, like a stallion Three. horse through the gates of hell. Damn right, I'm like fucking King Arthur on that thing. That was a deep cut Talladega Nights reference right there. <laughs> um, so the Ultra Beasts, there are I believe eleven of them. If I'm not mistaken, I wrote down 11 of them here. If there's not, then I don't know what to tell you. I think there's seven originally yes. in Sun and Moon. And they add and four yeah. more added in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. So we have Nihiligo, which is Nihiligo, Nihiligo, which is the first one you meet. Uh, it's like mm-hmm. a jellyfish looking thing. Yep. Um, you have Buzzwool, which Shime has sung the praises of. It's oh, a swole looking mosquito. He is swole AF. Uh, Feramosa, which is a stylish looking bug with a with very long antennae. Uh, Zerkatry is pretty much just like a mess of wires with some shock of electric hair on top. Christmas lights. Yes, exactly. Uh, Celesteela, which is a mix, pretty much, I wrote down a mix of Regice and Duraludon, is what it kind of looks like. It's like, it's like a statue, but like a metal statue with floating arms. Yeah, that's pretty much the best way to put it. Um, Cartana, which I wrote is if Origami came to life as a samurai, that's what it would look like. And turned metal. Right. So that's Cartana. <laughs> uh, another one that Shime that he loves is Guzzlord. Oh, this which, guy is just thick. I don't even think we have to say what Guzzlord is. I think pretty much people can just imagine what a Pokemon <laughs> like Guzzlord. It's a dragon. Yeah, it's it's just a big old bastard. What can I tell you? Yeah, he is. Um, the only one that evolves is Poipole, which uh, is a little tiny purple pink floating alien looking thing. And then Neg- uh, Shime, can you just pronounce it for me? Naganadel. Thank you. That is its uh, final form. It looks like a venomous narwhal. Uh, and as Shime said off the air, I believe it's, or I can't remember if it was on the air or off the air, that you said it only evolves in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. 
Yeah, correct. So uh, the other two are Stack Attacka, which is pretty much a brick column on four legs with some glowing One spots. of the top ten heaviest Pokemon of all time, fun fact. There you Stack go. Attacka. There you go. Uh, and probably the most fun one to say, Blacephalon, which I put as a court jester with a dotted and starred head supported by a frill. It looks very strange. His um, head blows up. Indeed. Indeed it does. Um, I think Blacephalon or Buzzwold are probably my favorites. Or Cartana. I do like all three of them. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a Buzzwold guy till I die here. Uh, he's just I, I always lean towards fighting types and he is just he is ripped and jacked and I am here for all of it. What about you, Steve? Uh I am a Buzzwold guy myself also. But Buzzwall looks like a complete freak. Another guy on steroids for sure. I'm going to on steroids. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I said. I think I said off the air to shine. The only one I don't like is Faramosa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's 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 fine. She's super frail, which is nuts. Right. Like it, her base defenses are 37 and 37. Jesus. So. Not not much ultra about that. Definition of a glass cannon. She is 151 base speed though. So you know we good. out here. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. In terms of mythical Pokemon, not too many. Uh, you have Mag May May Majarna. Is that correct? Magirna. Magirna. Thank you. Uh, Steel Fairy type Marshadow, which is fighting Ghost. Zerora. 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 Electric type, and the only mythical Pokemon that can evolve, which is Meltan, which evolves into Melmetal. Both Steel So, type. is Meltan technically Sun Moon, or is it technically? Not. I don't know. Are you talking about Sun Moon or Ultra Sun Ultra Moon or just in general? No, no, no. Like, is it Generation 7 or Generation 8? From I think it's technically Generation 8. According to the, uh, of course, I guess the now unreliable Bulbapedia, it looked like it was a Gen... Se- oh, all right. I guess it was... Intro- I don't get how this makes any sense. It said it was introduced so- in Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, which would make it Gen 7. Okay, so I guess it's technically Gen 7, but it's post-Sun and Moon. But also, I didn't think they introduced any Pokemon other than Gen 1 Pokemon in Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. You know what? You want to know how we can solve this? Let's look at the actual Pokedex. Hold on, pulling it up. Shine's got uh, the actual Pokedex coming so up. So you go to the Cerebi.net, like I said. You go to the Sun, you go to the Sword and Shield Pokedex. If it's in, if it's in the Galar decks, 810 to 890, then it is Ooh, in... I have the number uh, for you, Shine. What is it? 808. All right, it's in the Sun and Moon decks. There you go, it's Gen 7. Son is, of a these bitch. are the last two Pokemon Whoa. in the Sun and Moon Pokedex. Yep. Son of a bitch. There you go. It's all good. It's all good. It, it evolves into Melmetal by eating 400 Meltan candies. Yeah, Melmetal's nuts. It that also apparently only bananas. evolves in Pokemon Go. Is that right? Uh, are you, yeah, yeah, you can only get it in Pokemon Go or like Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. I think you can get it as well. Very interesting. Well, there you go. That's yeah. the. Uh, the mythical Pokemon variety, two minutes. Uh, all right, so we are on to the most overrated Pokemon in these games. So I have four. I put down four of them. Okay. Uh, as I said before, I do not like Araquanid at all. I think it's kind of useless. I think it's all flash. It looks kind of cool, but not really a fan of its usefulness. Um, this one might be on the list just because I run into it every five fucking seconds in Sword and Shield, and it's always got that stupid look on its face, but, uh, Beware, also on my list, not a fan, don't really, mm-hmm. never really got into it, uh, I did evolve one and, like, try to teach it some cool stuff, but 
I'm just not a fan. Uh, Oricorio, I don't like either. No? Not really. Yeah, that's fair. I don't either. Uh, And then this one might be the biggest shocker because I'm sure a lot of people like it, but uh, Mudsdale. Why? You're just breaking my heart here, man. The only one I agree with you on that list is Oricorio. I will tell you what, Shime. I am just naturally averse to ground types. Ugh. Because I just think they're they're weak to a lot. Ugh. And I'm just not, not really. So you want the it. hottest of hot takes? Okay. Let's go. So I pride myself on being, like, if I was in the Pokemon world, I'd probably be a fighting type gym leader. Okay. Uh, or I'd be like an overall kind of just well-rounded trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved this Pokemon upon, like before the game was released. I have since grown to loathe and hate Komoo. I don't like it at all. That's fine. That's fine. I feel it like it is. It yeah. is probably it is quite possibly one of my least favorite dragon type Pokemon. I will say Komoo is of the dragon types they've introduced probably the weakest, especially when you're coming off a generation with a lot of great dragon types. And, then and they go- constantly tried to buff it. Like so, one of the yeah. cool things about this generation of Pokemon is they introduced Z moves, right. which are like super powerful moves. A lot of some of which would boost like all your stats. And they gave Komoo a move that not only did damage, a lot of damage, it was Dragon-type, also boosted all of your stats, and he still sucked. Right. Like, being four times weak to Fairy is such a bad thing, because everybody and their mom, if you want to actually win a battle, probably has some kind of Fairy Pokemon on their team, right. especially when one of the starters in, the ge- in this generation is a Fairy-type. And so for me, he just, like, just really missed the mark. And that's sad. That- you know that means a lot coming from Shime, who literally just said if he was a gym leader, he would be a fighting type gym leader. He wouldn't even make my cut. Out of, out of the thousand Pokemon, he wouldn't. He's a pseudo legendary, and he wouldn't be on my team of fighting type Pokemon. I can't blame you, and honestly, like it's a good question. I would probably, damn, what would I be? I would probably try to be like a, I, would, I mean, water type is so generic, but it would either be water or I might do poison type, be like a Koga type unique. gym leader. I like that. I love hmm. poison type. Poison is cool. I, th- I don't know, though. I, I'm thinking about myself. I think I'd probably be Flying Guy. I think oh, you would definitely guy. be. You'd, like be you'd be Faulkner if we ever knew one. Totally, dude. I, yeah, I'd, all, I'd be all about it. I'd be flying around the gym and stuff. With and you, you would be the gym leader, too, where if you got beat, you'd be like, that's cool, dude. Take the badge. Yeah, take See my badge. Later. Sick, man. Have fun. <laughs> Have a nice life. Here's that Zephyr badge. Get out of my face. Um, <laughs> so, Steve, who are you? What's, what's your overrated Pokemon? My overrated Pokemon and this is a conspiracy now, and you guys probably know this, but I believe that Young Goose and Gumshoes were specifically designed after Do- Donald Trump. I think they you might look, be right. Like, especially Gumshoes. Like, that hairdo, like, I, you, he looks like Trump. The resemblance is undeniable. It is. It really is. It's it truly un- is. It is undeniable. That there, there was definitely some connection. For that reason, you know, not to bring politics in, but I do not like Gumshoes. Fair or it's fair enough. It's fair enough. Um, yeah, overrated. So the way we end every episode is we build our ideal six Pokemon lineup from Pokemon solely of this generation. Shime, you are our guest, so you can kick us off. So I, I'll start out with um, uh, I definitely want Incineroar on my squad for sure. Uh, I'm then going to take Mudsdale, the thick horse boy, because I want to ride that puppy around all day. Ooh. I am a big Araquanid guy, so I get a nice water type to pair with my fire type. Um, I need a fighting type here. I'm not going to go with Beware, even though I love the idea of a stuffy bear. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Passimian because, as I've stated, I like all monkey Pokemon. There's, mm-hmm. I don't think you can name one that I dislike. 
So Pistimian would be my fourth. Um, I uh, For grass type, I really like Serena. I think Serena is a really cool, unique Pokemon. And then uh, to round out my team, we don't take legends, right? The Ultra Beast count as legends here? Uh, you could put a legend on there. It's fine. All right. And then so as as my sixth and final Pokemon, uh, I'm going to take my boy Buzzwole uh, because we out here getting swole. That's cool. That's Let's fine. go. That's a good lineup. It's a good lineup. Mine is, uh, so I'm going to start out with Decidueye. I love Decidueye. Grass Ghost type, fast as shit. Uh, Spirit Shackle, such a great move. I, I, I really like Decidueye. Um, this, I know it's also a grass type, but I love Lorantis and what it brings to the table. Uh, so I'm definitely going to take uh, a Lorantis on my team. Sil Valley, I know it's a pseudo legendary and I try to st- stay away as much as I can, but I do love Sil Valley. I just think it's such a cool looking Pokemon and has, it's so durable and so versatile that I can give it whatever memory I want to, fairy, dark, whatever, ghost, you know, fighting, whatever the fuck I want it to be, it could be that, so... I'm going to go with that. I've always liked Toxapex, and like I said, I'm a poison type guy, so I like Toxapex. I love Baneful Bunker. It's a great move, um, so I'm going to go with that. Shine, taking a page out of your book and taking a fighting type, I'm going with Crabominable, uh, the fighting ice combination. I know it might not be the greatest type combo, but I love how it looks, and it's got a, a sweet look. I know that it's got a lot of Kingler vibes to it for obvious reasons, but I think it's it's a fine successor. Uh, and then maybe low-key my favorite Pokemon from this generation, by favorite, I mean one that gives me the biggest fits every time I face it, is Golisopod. Uh, I love First Impression, it's a great move, and it is just a real bastard to try to defeat. I really, it, it's a tough Pokemon, so at the end of the day, I'm going to have Golisopod at the end of my lineup, Decidueye at the beginning, and some formidable ones in, in, in the middle. So that's, that's, that's the group I'm going with, and again, like I stated... Not a huge fan overall of this generation's Pokemon, so that's that's my lineup. Steve, what do you got? Uh, I actually I like your lineup there. That was good. Oh, thank you. All right, I'm going to go with Incineroar, obviously, as you guys know. Naturally. The GOAT, also a great uh, Super Smash Bros. guy, which was surprising, too. He was in the lineup. Uh, then, you know the deal. You know who number two is. Two Cannon. Right. It's got to be. It's got a cape. I, I, you got a cape for him, Steve. I get it. I, yep, it's just, you know, this is my deal. I, I pick up the first flying Pokemon, and, yep, he's part of the squad no matter what. This is Steve's then, lot in life. Oh, for sure. Uh, then, uh, number three out of Shine's book is a Mudsdale. Always going to have a Mudsdale in the lineup, which I can't believe is one of the heaviest Pokemon, but that's, that's so Thick cool. Thick boy. Thick boy. Thick boy, for real. Then we got uh, Pile of Sand for the water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, much respect. You know, could have done better with, with the design, but... The power of, of a Palisand, man, dude, killer. Uh, then, uh, oh, I got my boy Vicavolt next. Vicavolt's good. I do like Vicavolt. Bug plus electric. Oh, what a freak. And you know what? Looking back, I had a lo- I had a quite the journey uh, evolving my Charger Bug. It took me a long time. What, mm. what do you do? Do you know what level he evolves at, or what the deal is? So it's not a level. It's you have to like. Uh, evolve him at like a certain place like the electric rock area place right. is that what it was yeah because i got it done but i just oh. i didn't know how i don't like i just don't remember how i did it yeah but because i remember i did the same thing as you steve and i was like i it's at like level 35 like what the fuck is what like there's no yeah, what's bug, taking so long there's no bug pokemon that takes this long to evolve right. what is going on and finally like shime said i had to figure it out on my own but uh, for a podcast that is so anti-bug pokemon like we are there are very few bug pokemon i really like and this is one of them. 
So this generation yeah. actually has a lot of great bug type Pokemon. Yeah, from is... Galissapod and Vikavol and Buzzwool and uh, I personally like Raccoonid. We know you don't, Jake, but mm. Raccoonid's great. Uh, so this generation actually has a lot of really cool bug type Pokemon. That's true. It's uh, it's it's up there with the Beedrills and Vespaquins of the world. So I'll, true. I'll uh, I'll give them credit. Steve, was that it for your line? I'm sorry if I cut you off. Uh, one more, and it was uh, Type Null, just because I think Type Null is cool as shit. I like Type Null, and I love I love that whole that. evolutionary line. It's it's a great it's yeah, a great that's, line. So, that's so cool to me. But um, that does it. That does it for first half of Generation Seven because I keep forgetting that Let's Go Eevee and, P- and Pikachu are Gen Seven and not Gen Eight. I'm just completely Ooh, forgot. Are that. they? Uh, yep, because I assumed all the Switch games were in the same generation. They are not. Uh, but anyway, uh, that'll do it for Sun and Moon. Shime, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, where can we find you on social media? My pleasure, guys. You can follow me uh, on Twitter, just at ShimeTime, S-C-H-E-I-M-T-I-M-E. Uh, if you're interested in checking out the Twitch, it's the exact same thing, twitch.tv backslash ShimeTime. Uh, I'm live Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Sundays Hell at yeah. night. So. Uh, so yeah. hit me up there. And Steve, where can we find you? You can find me at Stephen O. Scott on Twitter or the uh, the Elite 2 pod, which I'm going to get the password for to tonight. That's correct. I have to give you the password. I might have to reset it because I yeah, yeah. I did. I, we'll see. But anyway, uh, yeah, so we're at the Elite 2 pod. That's our podcast where I'm at Jacob underscore Morocco. Uh, and you can go find our old episodes there. Next week, we will be diving into our second to last game, which will be Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu. We'll do Sword and Shield. We'll probably do some expansion pack stuff down the line. But uh, then we'll get into announcing season two, which, uh, as Shime and Steve know, we're very excited about. So we will uh, we'll dive into that then. But thank you for listening, and uh, go listen to some old episodes, and we'll see you next week back in Kanto.